is the Schaefer Baseball Report, an inside look at America's pastime. From Little League all the way to the big leagues. Now here's your host, former Major League infielder Jeff Schaefer. All right, welcome everybody to Schaefer Baseball Report Friday edition. John, Easy Cheese, Chief Two Bear, Ennis in the house, Andrew, Multiple Pool, Zyke with us. Big weekend for Andrew. Huge weekend, going down to the beach, watch his mom get married. We're happy for Sue. You know what John said to me this morning? He's going to text Sue five minutes before the wedding and ask her to do something for him. <laughs> You'll probably get the middle. Yeah. That was hilarious. I was on the golf course hitting, hitting balls, and uh, that was perfect, man. That was classic Annis right there. Um, so we got a lot of uh, we got a lot of things going on. Let's just jump into the big league stuff real quick. You know, it's uh, you know Yankees one up on Cleveland play today. So he's the first win's always always huge. Yeah, yeah. you get out. Of, I think they said 80 percent of the time you win the first game, you you win the series. You win so, the I mean, series. It's huge. Uh, I mean, if you're a road team though, I mean, you got to look at it like two games though. You got right. two games to go in on the road and win one. You got to win one on the road. You, you gotta, do. You just got to do it. You can't come back home with you know down two zero. Um, so. You know, it's, it's just getting huge for the it's Guardians. Tough, man. Win, huge for the win Guardians. Win three. Yep. So then, so then you jump to Houston, the Mariners. Um, I I thought the Mariners had game one, and they. Yeah, that was their shot. That was it, right I there, think, man. I mean, I think that was it. There's yeah. nothing left but the crying there. I think. Yeah, I think it's it, Houston's I, too good. The depth is there. Houston, Houston's phenomenal, and, and Houston. I mean, outside of like you, you lost Springer along the way, um, Kluber for a while there, but I mean they they've had that core group, even though Spring. Um, Correa has been hurt. The kid that stepped in has done a good job. Correa, yeah, Correa's in Minnesota. I saw he's opting out. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean they're 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 starting rotation and stuff. I mean this is their fifth straight year that they have a chance to go to the LCS. So I mean yeah. it's a I mean it's a dynasty. Yeah, this team it's, is it's, they know what they're doing. It's a it's a dynasty in a decade. A Correa opting out. Uh, yeah, he went he went to Minnesota, so he was he hasn't yeah. been there all year. But right. uh, he's opting out in Minnesota. Yep, that was a, I mean that was a, it was good for Minnesota and it was it was it was a good player deal too. Yeah. Man. He got a chance to go back on the market one year out, and it's amazing. you know it's a better market this year for shortstop. Sure. So I mean, he could go get himself a long-term deal to, and make a, you know the same amount of money, but for a long-term deal. I don't know that ten-year uh, contracts are really out there unless you're that that underneath that uh, the collective bargain, not the collective bargaining, but the uh, the free agency mark. You know where or the once a guy hits full full free agency, uh, I don't. It just doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Right. I mean, we saw we saw a lot of those ten year contracts come into play during the steroid era when guys were extending their careers and their productivity mm-hmm. through their middle thirties and even you know right. even around forty. But you know, the, the, the normal a normal playing career sees a, a quite a decline once they get to that 32, 33, 34 year age group. So those ten year contracts, unless you sign them and you buy up some of the arbitration as a mm-hmm. as an organization, they don't make any sense. A lot of times it was, it, I say a lot of times, but many times it was based on uh, marketability of the player. You know, he's the face of the franchise. You keep him around, you know, beyond, uh, you know, his tools diminishing. Mm-hmm. And the, that they're not just not investing in that because there's too much money to invest into that now. I mean, yeah. you can't have somebody sitting around. I mean, look, Pulhos got a second shot, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he took a big contract to go out to, to California to go yep. out to um, the Angels, didn't produce. And yeah, he didn't. He didn't produce at the level he was being paid no, at for sure. Not no. But then they, you know, <clears throat> St. Louis brings it back, obviously on a lesser contract, and uh, just because he is, and you know, he he finishes up pretty strong and in, in the right place, but. Uh, then uh, Braves Phillies one 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 yep so Dusty's there yeah I think that's the most even match series out there right now 
Uh, I think the Dodgers have the advantage against San Diego. I think Yankees. I mean, mm-hmm. but that, that that Phillies Braves one, man. Those are those are two teams, and the Phillies didn't obviously have as good a year. That's why they didn't win the East. But you know, they're playing they're playing well at the right time. They're they're healthy at the right yeah. time. Yeah. So they got. That's going to be a dog. Fight. You watch them much? You watch them much? Uh, we watch whenever we're not at, at a baseball field sure. ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> the after it's nice having those afternoon starts and getting to kind of watch for several hours. I like yeah. how they're formatting this. Uh, you know, starting at one o'clock, you can start yeah. watching baseball until you go to bed. I, I'm in. If if I'm not sucked in by Fox News, I usually go ahead and watch Fox News and Naps. <laughs> Fox News and, and my Naps. oval. No team. kidding, man. Naps are Naps are like critical. And now it's at the point Amanda's not even mad. She just asked, did you take a nap today? Yeah, yeah please, I, did. I hope you took it. Good nap. for me. Yeah. I hope so, right. Um, got some good things coming up. Obviously, some big things that are important to um, everything that goes on out here and everything we do, which is our You Deserve a Chance Foundation Home Play Gala. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, listen, the economy is rough right now, right? A lot of people are making decisions, so we're pushing ticket sales. We're, we're creeping where in the years in the past we've kind of, you know, we moved through. We're, we're we're pretty good. We're well over 100 seats right now, and um, you know, 200 is always a target. It's definitely always a target. And we, you know, Dusty Wathen getting the spirit of the game, Anna Kimbrell getting a Trailblazer Award, and really special award. You know, they're all special, but you know, we never had this one before. But a guardian of the game, somebody that's not necessarily a player, um, but is in there just protecting you know everything that's about the game. And Tommy Viola has been. I don't know how many years he's been out of it. It's got to be 15, 16 years he's been with the Knights now. But yeah, he was in started down at the old now. stadium, right? Yep. And uh, well, not the old, old one. That's the second old one. The second old, the Fort Mill Stadium. Yeah. So I was in the old, old. You one. were in that. Yeah, that was when it was uh, chicken wire and and everything was still black and white. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so Tommy, you know, Tommy's award is Guardian of the Game, and he's done some great things out there uh, in terms of maintaining the history of baseball in Charlotte overall. And it's, you know, this has been like Tobacco Road. I mean, it goes way back into the 40s and 50s. Um, some great players have come through here. You know, Harmon Killebrews and Cal Ripkins. And, you know, you keep going through it. It's other players from different teams have come through here that have been Hall of Fame guys. Mm-hmm. So there's a, lot, there's a lot of history here. But he's kept the history of the uh, Charlotte Hornets, which was the original franchise, and the Charlotte O's, which is where I played, I played for, and then the Charlotte Knights, which I played for again on the back end of my career. Um, and now the Charlotte Knights are uptown. And so Tommy's Tommy's well deserving of the award. He's extremely humble. He works his tail off and he's a hustler. Yeah, we're we're, we're happy for him because he's he, I mean, he's always about everybody else and he's never about himself. This isn't something that he would ever uh, ever ask for. But um CBC tryouts coming up. So we're looking at affiliate teams as mm-hmm. well this year on the younger level. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody seems to be kind of going that route. It's I think it's a good fit for us, and I think it's a better fit for us in most places because of the facility that we have. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of the uh, biggest trouble we have had before we had so much access to fields in our own field space and stuff like that was finding field space. Right. Uh, and so now, you know, just using the calendar and working through times and stuff like that, we're starting to see some areas where, you know, we can get, we can, we have room for extra teams, you yeah. know, to, to get what they need through the winter time as, as well as the end, you know, as far as the indoor is concerned. And then field space during the summer, we got big field, small field, intermediate field. we got all that kind of stuff. So um, there's a, there's a, it, there's a lot of good things that go on with being, having access to, to fields. Once you do that, is that a, if you build it, they will come kind of thing. Yeah. No, if you got it. They, and I a temporary mean, fence now. Yeah. We learned oh, how to do yeah, that last we, week. Yeah, we're, we're not finished that. That's a project for us. So we got to get out there and drop that PVC. And do that. 
but that's you know and then there's a lot you know so many other things going on but i don't uh you know out here at not hole in terms of the winter um you know paving this road here and putting more lights up do you give people like, yeah about to say do you give people little snippets that are that are going on little, little pieces i mean we, we're definitely uh we're in the you know in the conversational piece of turfing all the fields we've already brought somebody down to price it out um going to recognize the nonprofit and help us out along the way there which is which is critical i mean everything out here has been nonprofit, so uh you know we take all the help that we can get in terms of that but you know we turf the fields we have the lights on the big field we light the other fields we can play seven story parking deck right exactly yeah, yeah seven story parking deck that's it's the one piece that we helipad are we getting a helipad or what yeah so, yeah, right on top of the building here. Andrew will fly in every morning and drop in. But um, so the trials are coming up. What's the date, Andrew? November first. November first. Trials are coming up. We have so our showcase teams, and we talk about showcasing. I hate that term. Don't you hate that term? Uh, it's overused. It's overused when it's used properly, as in it's an actual showcase. Right. It's sense. never. It's never <laughs> showcase. It's like yeah, we got a showcase tournament this weekend. Oh, really? Who are you showcasing in front of? My mom, my dad, my grandmother. <laughs> Uh, everybody else along the way, except for, you know, college recruiters. But we, so we have, uh, so we say our college prep teams, how's that better? Our college, our college prep teams are better. Um, but we still, we're going to maintain one team per age group. It's, it's worked well because we can put the efforts into moving these kids forward. Um, interesting phone call today with, with one of our players on the 2023s, um, came to us raw, you know, we saw it. We kept him. Um, we battled through the, the tough times with him because he had some. But uh, on the table now, Marietta, Division Three, North <coughs> Greenville, Division Two, Queens, Division One, all offers out there to, uh, to play at those schools. And, you know, he's a high academic kid. So, again, we've had other high academic kids that made choices against the Division One program mm -hmm. because it didn't fit them and their family and what their you know what their direction was just outside of baseball mm -hmm. so it's pretty cool to, to to watch a kid have to navigate through that that process to figure out you know okay is it is it just baseball am i chasing baseball after college you know am i looking to get drafted? yeah you got to find you got to try to get all the pieces to fit together you know there's yeah. not just one piece that, that puts that puzzle together the academics the the, the potential majors mm -hmm. the quality of the baseball program the size of the school the the social, the financial, the yeah. financial side of it, you know, yeah. what, how, you know, how could, where it's located, uh, you know, yeah. could be in the mountains, beach. Well, that's, that's North Greenville, right? <laughs> yeah. Greenville's yeah. Like Herb, in the middle Herb of nowhere, right? It takes a certain kind of person <laughs> to go there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sewanee kind of same thing. You're just, right. I mean, you're out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, obviously yeah. you have campus life, but as right. far as like, uh, you know, the, the, if you're from an urban environment, I mean, it may be shocking to go to, you go to Western like Carolina that. where they just have like a subway too. That's no, we got Cherokee. Get you, you get sure they got gamblers, they're building gamblers. Oh, see, see, so they're claiming credit <laughs> yeah. for, the, uh, yeah. for the Cherokee. Yeah. Casino. So, fun fun right. fact right. Western's the number one outdoor school seven years in a row in the U.S. Number one outdoor school. What does yeah. that mean? Like whitewater rafting, yeah, whitewater rafting, yeah, um, tree rock hugging, climbing, tree yeah. hugging. I don't know about tree, that's okay. upstate. <laughs> that's upstate. <laughs> that's upstate, yeah. I get it. Was that survey done by at Western Carolina only? Or? Yeah, yeah, exactly. just, yeah, Western Carolina. Like all the surveys that. that are out now. And you'd be canceled if you don't say that, Andrew. Um, so winter workouts coming up too. So want to make sure yeah. that everybody knows that. So that's part of our that's part of our program with CDC um, and developing these kids. So it, I had a good conversation this past weekend with several college recruiters. But you know, one of the things that came up when we were talking about you know developing players, developing players somewhat is kind of uh, 
like I, I, you might have said it too to me that developing players is like a bad word to some of these people because they're in the show and go mode and they think they got to put this uniform on they got to go to get their opportunities mm-hmm. um and not worry about developing players that move into a system right so with carving station which i want you to talk more about john um and you know the way that we go out about our practices and things like that we practice twice a week we have carving station midweek so we have our guys three days during midweek and then two days on the weekend so there's basically with our organization two days off um unless you're just strictly a position guy yeah yeah I mean, three days. yeah you're probably you're doing a minimum of probably three days as an individual right. for your individual work um you know, and, and then if you're a two-way guy, you know, as many as five throughout right. the course of the offseason. But, I mean, it's, a, it's a, you know, you just see it's a two-part deal. You know, you've got the, the teams. The teams should be focusing on team baseball, you know, mm-hmm. the, what happens on the field. And then you, you got the individual side where you take the, the th- areas that you're, you're aiming towards or that, that make mm-hmm. sense for you, and you, you focus on those and you hone those skills. And, and, and the, you know, the showcase teams don't, you know, like a true showcase where they show up and they go, yeah. you know, they don't – they they don't do either part of that. It's really just, hey, here's the uniform. Right. Come and come and jump in this and and do whatever it is you're doing and however it is you're going to get there. But there's no there's no there's no roadmap. There's no there's no assistance. There's no guidelines. There's no help. Right. Now, you, you, uh, show and go. You, you're basically showcasing just your individual school skills. Can mm-hmm. I throw hard? Can I run fast? Do I have some pop? Well, know, we see it. At the, I mean, we see it at USA Baseball all right. the time. You know, you get these kids in that are. are I mean, they're sure. physically talented, yeah. really talented players. And then when you go out and you watch. Uh, where they're playing out on the field and their movements on, you know, a ball in the gap and things yeah. like that. You're like, this kid doesn't have any idea what he's doing mm-hmm. on the field as far as, you know, upper level baseball and where, where his talent can right. potentially send him to. So, you you know, that's this guy, you know, you get that, what you get. definitely becomes frustrating for college coaches. Once those, once those talented athletes get on the field, you know, that all of a sudden they don't know how to run a double cut or they don't know how to run a, a bunt defense or they, they're not backing up bases or mm-hmm. they're not, getting over on ground balls first. I mean, it's just the basic thing. So, you know, it's, it's like any other practice. I mean, it's crazy number. There's like 12 million different scenarios that can take place in a nine inning game. It's wild. If you do the algorithm, whatever it is, shakes it out, 12 million different things can happen, you know, but you go ahead and you, and you have to practice the things that happen the most. And that's covering first base. That's a, that's a first and third situation. It's a ball in the gap. A lot of these places when you go play, they, they don't. And, uh, well, and also, I mean, the winter training, it's position-specific. So you have, like, Kevin Matier, he's coming back for the catchers. You have the carving station. You have right. in, you have infielding for one to two hours a week. Right. You have hitting for three to four hours a week. So, I mean, it breaks down every every part of your game. And listen, <clears throat> listen to level. John's got big league time. You know, uh, he's involved the carving station. Tim's been up to the size AAA, infield, major leaguer. Kevin Matier coming in here, uh, working with us again. Is, uh, you know, is a, prof- a scout, uh, scout, a coach in the New York Yankees organization. You know, we've always brought higher level people in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it didn't work, we've had we've had big league guys in here that it didn't work. You know, it was more kind of like it's almost like look at me type of thing instead of what can I what can I teach these kids. No, I also I mean one thing that we don't do which. You know, if we rely on our players to take the initiative. Is we don't force it down their throats. Nope. If nope. you know, if you're not going to take yeah. advantage of, yeah. of yeah. what is offered here, you got to want. You're not going to. You're not going to get you know griping phone calls, and you're not getting going to get us checking in on you all the time. You know, I think some of that's just the professional yeah. background. It was like you take care sure. of your business. You yep. do yep. your business. So the kids <laughs> that that embrace it aren't always the most talented players. No. But a kid, you know, Sam Johnson, like kid we were just talking about. Yep. Um, 
I mean, this kid came in and he took advantage of all the tools that were available for him. And he went from a very raw product two or three years ago. And a lot of this is, you know, mm -hmm. Tim Kirk has, sure. has really been instrumental. You can in take this. some credit too. Because um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to. Well, I mean, Tim, Tim Kirk Clerk, the triangle. Tim's been really involved in creating a, a roadmap for him. Yeah. Uh, as far as conditioning and, and, and his, his normal work week is, you know, it, it's been sure. honed to the point where, uh, he, you know, like, like he's getting those offers now, you know, he's turned the corner on that and he bought into it and he, yeah. and he, you know, he, he took ownership of it. We can provide it all we want. If kids like that, though, are what makes it worth it. Right. We can tell you how it's done. I mean, we've done it. We've gone to a certain level. I mean, and that, you know, another thing that I'm proud of about our staff overall, um, is none of us were superstars, you know what I mean? There's no, there's nothing. I mean, that, you might have been a big deal. Yeah, some kind of big deal at one point. <laughs> I was in the, I was in the background on several Sports Center home runs. <laughs> yeah, I was the guy with my yeah. head down on the mound. There you go, like oh, <laughs> dude, that that sound was ugly. <laughs> so, but no, I mean, we we come from a we come from a, a background where we had to do that. Yeah. You know that we weren't gifted to the extent where you could just walk on a field. Yeah. I mean, I played, you know, I played with Griffey, and he would. He'd be taking naps and he'd come out and take BP with his shoes untied and just embarrass everybody else and then walk back in and lay down. That's like you and podcasts. It's, 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 you, you go take it's a nap it, and then you walk into a podcast and you're like Hall of Famer. It's <laughs> Hall of Famer. But, you know, so we, I mean, we bring, so we bring a different level of mentality to, you know, the athletes here, you know, what, what the work ethic is, work ethic is. And, you know, to your point is we can tell you all day long how it has to be done because we had to do it to stay or get to where we got to. We couldn't, we were never just going to walk in. Um, so these kids get a different, a different perspective on, uh, on approach. It's, it's just like an everyday consistent one foot in front of the other kind of mentality and, and, and work ethic that, that we, that professional baseball kind of forced us into. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that became how we, and, you know, it's the same thing nowadays, like every day, it's just, I mean, there's a, you know, it's consistent every day, yeah. Jeff's at the field, you know, yeah. you every do something. practice, yeah. it's not like, you know, it's a kind of. You don't have to call and worry about you being a practice or me being right. a practice or anything like that. So, yeah, if it's on there, it's going to get done. It just it's the way it works. All right. So um, I was on the range this morning, hitting a million golf balls, shanking half a million. Um, and <coughs> you know, I started thinking. And, and again, I'm not bringing the politics into it. I'm just talking about you know facts, the economy, and everything. Is, it's crazy right now. Every household is feeling something like that. So how that's going to, that's going to translate into the travel side. So it hopes, you know, I'm talking to people out there like, listen, we have, we've had good players a little way. We have always had players that could go on to the next level. Um, but, you know, with having the facility that we have access to Waddell as well, indoor, you know, being able to do more things. I think these things have to tighten up and become more local. You know, regional, local, uh, like local, you local know, to within, regional you know, is, is the a, main. Ra a radius around Charlotte. Yeah. You know, listen, it, it's, it's fun to go down to Georgia one time. Mm -hmm. It's not fun to go to Georgia one time, Nashville the next time, Texas another time and Florida another time. It's not. There's it's no, not. There's no there's, point to it. No, we know that. Right. But, right. you know, the parents and stuff like that are out there trying to put their kids in situations. Well, I got to go play in this tournament, that tournament. I got to do this and that. OK, then have at it. Go spend the money and see how it all ends up in the same spot every single mm -hmm. time, <clears throat> every time. So you can go down the, you know, the, 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 the costly road, or you can kind of be a little bit more intelligent about how you spend your money and where you go and what you do. Yeah. 
yeah so i mean hopefully we get you know on on the first you see a little bit uh a little bit different you know i think another part of you know that we've we've fought is we're one team we're one team per age group you know you can go try out for other organizations in the city and you can and they're not even going to tell you what team you're on like we want you we want you here and then as they start to mold the teams by the way you're on the uh the blue black you know all american platinum yeah you know you're on this you're not on you know but you know we want you and we got your money already so you know stick it out here yeah you'll have fun yeah all right um so uh we're gonna jump into this nil okay and we've we've done this before with a a friend of mine that i went to high school with and next guy that we're gonna bring on is uh one of my closest friends ever so i mean we basically uh you know, it's one of those guys that, you know, you know everything more than anybody else about each other. We can't and talk about it. No, you can't. You can't. You got to you gotta take it to your grave. You know, <laughs> you take it to your grave. But um, he is involved with the Players NIL, which we had Mark Kester on here, you know, months back. I don't know, six, seven, eight months ago. Uh, and it was kind of in its – we were just kind of figuring out what it was. Truly in its infancy. Yeah, it was definitely in its infancy. So the Players NIL, and I'm going to read this, it's uh, – the, the players NIL provides a center of excellence, which guides student athletes and families through the high school and collegiate NIL experiences. Student athletes begin with the NIL journey with the NIL journey. And that's a player's NIL journey with a five pillar life skills session, comprehensive NIL experience that provides fun <coughs> foundational learning in one personal brand development two influencer and brand relations. This is this other piece is one of the biggest pieces to me because we see that, especially in this community that we're in, is the, the legal, the tax, and the compliance. You know, that, that most of these kids don't understand when they start to make money and how this is going to affect them, you know, on, mm-hmm. on the government side. Um, philanthropy and community service and financial literacy, which we teach here, you know, because our community basically deals in cash. Mm-hmm. So that's part of what we uh, we do here. But um, so Alex Fournay, uh, Patrick Medford, alumni um, is a developmental leader with the players NIL oversees a growth and strategy for its flagship center of excellent solutions for student athletes. He is also responsible for the consulting services designed to provide the NIL education to high school and college athletics uh, support staff. Prior to joining the NIL, Alex been with, he's got a career of 30 years in computer associates and uh, um, you know, he's, he just grinded all the way through and he, and this is, you talk about us not being, um, you know, the the shiny penny going in, you know, I don't think Alex has ever been that shiny penny going in, but he's always maxed out everything he's had. And I've said it in the past, I, I used to say he was an overachiever, but I never, now, you know, when you look back on people and you go, they're not overachievers, they just accomplish everything that they were supposed to accomplish. They took themselves to, uh, you know, to a max. It's, nobody ever really goes beyond what they're capable of doing, but nobody really knows how much they're, uh, they are capable of doing. Um, so he's had, he's done many different things inside the, inside the corporate world. And now he's jumped in with Mark Kestra and, um, we got several questions. Uh, you know, he's going to come on and we're going to bring him on right now. This is Alex Fournay. Alex, appreciate you being on. Morning guys. Okay. Here's all right. Yeah, that was a, uh, yeah, that was, that, that was a great introduction. You, know, I read. you didn't think I could read, did you? You, oh, you went to pass <laughs> off. <laughs> Well, you notice he he had to read all the nice things he wanted to say about me, you know. <laughs> yeah, because the other ones, I like I said, I'm taking to the grave. You're safe. You are safe. <laughs> um, so first of all, that I mean, the most simplest question that we can ask is, you know, 
because nobody really knows. We hear it, we see it, but what is NIL? Right. So, well, as you pointed to, it's uh, it's it's all about name, image, and likeness. And you know, until recently, you know, the NCAA didn't allow anybody to make money. Didn't allow the student athletes to make money off of their own likeness. And so, in July of 2021, they passed uh, legislation that began uh, with colleges and college athletes being able to make money uh, off of their name, image, and likeness. And now it's um, moving its way into the high schools in about 21 states. You know, 21. but actually one other thing, Jeff, you know, it's, what's really interesting is, you know, while all that stuff is out there and we still refer to it like the Wild West, um, you know, there are still rules in place that prevent schools from paying players directly. I mean, we know the reality of that, but, you know, there are rules in places. Uh, in place. And, you know, coaches can't offer the prospects uh, money as a recruiting enticement. We know the way that works. And there, you know, the bottom line is that uh, the NIL is really a workaround still for athletes to get financial compensation for what they do on the field. Um, you know, that's the that's the relatively sh short answer. There's a lot more to it and that goes into it, but I'll, I'll leave it at that. All right. So, Players, it's it's specifically or it's built for players in high school going into college. It's not something that can be done in high school as well, right? So you're prepping high school kids that are going to move into the college environment and give families and the player, the student athlete, a better opportunity to lessen the financial blow of college because they have a chance to generate revenue outside of just, you know, the traditional ways of getting a, a student loan or something from there's, there's, it's a financial assistance in a sense, but it's their, it's, it's their company. It's their brand. It's, it's everything to do specifically with the individual. So yes. let, me, let me table one more question. That's so you can roll on with this too. So when this first came up, it, 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 it appeared to everybody out there. Okay. This is something that Trevor Lawrence from Clemson is going to just benefit on, right? He's going to do so well on this because he can go make t-shirts. It just says Trevor on it and probably make a ton of money, but it's not going to help the guy that's, uh, a division three kid that's in the middle of nowhere, but the conversation you and I had, that's not necessarily true. There are options across the board. Oh yeah. I mean, so, so true. Uh, but uh, let me back up just a minute because it is available for high school athletes uh, in many States. So they can start uh, immediately. And there are, there are high school families, kids, men and women, and in fact, the women are doing a better job than the men um, in signing NIL deals. Now, to your point, not everybody is the, you know, Alabama prospect or the power five kind of athlete. Um, the, there are high school kids that are getting it done, and there are division division three athletes that you've never heard of, will never see on a, on a football field per se, that are literally making about a thousand dollars a week. Uh, there's a kid uh, you probably may, maybe you've never heard of the school, but uh, Amherst. It's part of the New England Small College uh, Athletic Association. It's a Division three, very small school. There's a freshman uh, wide receiver. In his first three or four games, he caught one pass. He has third over thirty NIL deals. And probably does in the neighborhood of about a thousand dollars a month through NIL. Now that's a that, that's a freshman kid, as I said, that you will never 
hear or see on a football field. Okay, so tell us about inside the players NIL. You guys built the uh, the platform on um, five pillars, right? Right. So there's there 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 is an education to this, um, and you go through it in a in a systematic way. Obviously, both of you are more kind of corporate, you know, corporate guys that understand this. So kind of lay out the five pillars for us. So as you said, it was, uh, you know, it's about developing your brand. So making sure you understand what you want the world to know about who you are, what you represent, um, because you are that brand and you need to take control of that and understand how to do that. One, because you want to control that narrative, most importantly, because if you don't, it's possible somebody else or something else will. So it's about learning how to build that brand. The second piece of it is around um, working with brands, how to go about um, engaging with the brand, and then more importantly, deciding what brands you actually want to work with, those brands that align with what you're doing. And as funny as it may seem, you know, the best brands to align with aren't necessarily the ones that are going to pay you the most or that you want to necessarily align those two things. You want to make sure that it reasonably reflects what you're doing. Uh, the third piece, as you mentioned, around legal tax and compliance, you know, there's so many implications to that, as you pointed out, with the 1099s and parents and kids don't understand, you know, the implications of that. Um, a real simple example in that area is um, we have a, a a big chain up here in the Northeast. Uh, they may actually be broader than that, but Jersey Mike subs, right? So unknowingly, and this is the compliance part of it, you know, they obviously have ways of tracking and understanding and following what kids are doing on social media. So, you know, Jeff's a high school junior or, or senior, and he's a hot, hot kid, very popular. People like him. He's got 500 followers. He's got a thousand. He's got 2000 followers in a 30 mile radius. Jersey Mike's reach out, reaches out and says, Hey, Jeff, why don't you post about Jersey Mike's once or twice a week? We'll do a hero of the week. We'll take your picture. We'll give you, we'll give you $50. We'll give you a hundred dollars a week. You say, great. You show up one day, they take pictures, you post it up, you start doing your thing, but you didn't think about it that day. You were wearing your Patrick Medford logo. Guess what? you're now no longer eligible and you may have put your team at risk. So understanding the rules and the guidelines and so forth is really critical. And that's why we think edu the education in general is important. So that's the legal tax and compliance. The fourth piece is really uh, important because it's around philanthropy. It's about why and how you give back to your community. Sometimes that's through financial means, other times that's through the service you provide to, you know, people you need and or um, others in underserved areas. And then, you know, you hope and expect that if you do it right, it all comes together and you're making some money and you learn about how to invest that money and how to prepare for the future and how you go about putting yourself in a position to not only acquire life skills that you that you will want and need, um, but those skills that you can um, leverage today as well as use after the ball stops bouncing is what we say. So those are the five pillars. All right. So social media is, is a huge, a huge piece. We see it all the time. You know. I would say probably for the majority of athletes outside of, you know, like Nike, you know, putting you in a commercial or something like that, it's going to be a social media following or a right. social media presence. That's going to be a lot, you know, the division three and the high school athlete to, yeah. to grab it. So, 
So is that um, what is that? That's AC. What is that? AC. Oh, our pets. <laughs> that's our air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> the, other day, the other day, I'm doing I'm doing the ball nine. I'm doing that ball nine um, podcast with Will George and and Kevin Kiernan. Yeah, Alex, you might remember Kevin Kiernan, but he wrote for the Post for forty years. And Dave the Augustino and in the middle of it, the alarm goes off. Wow. So yeah, we got all kinds of uh, all kinds of freaky things around here. So would that be right though? The the social media presence for the majority of them is is kind of the main avenue as 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 far as the NIL goes. Uh yeah, because well, they can do it in a number of ways, but yes, the short answer is yes, and how they potentially position themselves as influencers, right? Which is a function of how many people follow them, and then you've you know, I won't get into all the technology, but as, as you're probably well aware, you know, there are algorithms out there that scrape the sites to understand how and where and when these kids and are interacting and who they're interacting with. So, yeah, it's it's a critical component of it. So your your presentation now, Alex, overall, other than just talking to us and trying to get out in front of many people, where, what avenues do you need to get down to educate the family and the athletes? Has that been has that been pretty much of a challenge? Just trying to navigate, like, okay, this is this is this is the definite road that I have to get on in terms of um, high school coaches or gathering a group of parents together, um, you know? Because nobody, honestly, I mean, nobody really, really gets it or understands it. So, what what paths do you have to take to educate the athlete and the parent? Right. So, um, one of the things we're trying to do, obviously, aside from the traditional, our own you know, social media and push and looking at influencers. We're working with high school athletes. We're working with college athletes currently um, that are helping us to kind of get the message out there. But on a, on, on a, if you will, more local basis at the high schools or even at the colleges, some of it, the colleges are certainly much more educated about it, but this is probably the best example. There are maybe, maybe a handful of full-time NIL coordinators at any college or university around the country. Um, there's a woman by the name of Michelle Meyer. She is uh, a member of our staff. She's one of the first and few and full-time NIL coordinators. So the message, while the universities understand it, it and the and and they're using it, a lot of the parents and players really don't fully understand the impact unless they are one of those power five kids. So our, our, to answer your question, we're specifically going and after and working with high school coaches, athletic directors, um, people like yourself that uh, are working with high school and, you know, potential future college and pro prospects and trying to help them, you know, get that information to trickle down because you're dealing with not only misinformation, people think they know, but don't really but you're also dealing with disinformation. There's a lot of people out there that are looking to turn a buck. And unfortunately we've seen it play out on both ends, Jeff, you know, the good stories and the really bad stories that people have signed away their, their rights. So it's important. My point is for parents to get educated and to get engaged with what's going on in this space, whether their kid ultimately wants to do something like that or not, it's important that parents understand a little bit of the do's and don'ts and the uh, challenges as well as the opportunities. So you talk about you talk about the ups and downs. So you know, obviously, when when you're presenting, it always sounds like, okay, man, this is something you got to get involved in, and you know, I got a chance to make money, and um, 
what are the what are the what are the pitfalls that you guys are seeing right now? Like what are what are those pieces that you guys have to overcome or the student athlete would have to be aware of? Right. So, uh, you know, I'd start going back right to the example I gave before that Jersey Mike's example is that, you know, kid gets excited. He or she, you know, I mean, think about it this way. Let me back up. You guys are working with 16 to 18 year old kids. I mean, what could go wrong? Yeah. Right. You know, so just think about the things that you did as a, as a kid at that age. You know, those things are uh, universal. They, they they last forever. You're um, seeing a lot of apologies by older players about things they did on social media yep. when they were that age. Just imagine yeah, exactly. Hey, you know, to your point, John, not only what they did when they were kids, but what they did last week. Yeah. You know, um, what was the the uh, the guy from the Raiders? I'm drawing a blank on him. He shoved the reporter. He right. no sooner got oh, done yeah, shoving yeah. that reporter as he did by get get out there and start trying to fix and and control the damage. So, you know, unfortunately, we live in a very you know social world that you know everything and anything that is extremely good or extremely bad is covered. And um, you know, again, it comes down to people educating themselves um, and understanding how that world works. And there, it, this is new. The, the laws, the bylaws, the rules, the states, they, they, they change every day. It's a really fluid environment. And so it's a risky one. So Alex, how long was this in the making? I mean, obviously you had Ed O'Bannon, who um, the NCAA used his name, image and likeness on a basketball game. Um, he had a lawsuit. You had Northwestern. They had a, they tried to unionize and not play i mean was this a build-up or was this something within the making of the last two years no. you have more insight no. on that now yeah i mean nil th that whole issue uh at the collegiate level has been around for you know many years i would say you know 10 20 years you know it's been around it's been an issue um you know we all have different opinions about how that should work but no, it's uh, this has been a long time coming, and those landmark types of cases, win or lose, um, have set the groundwork for what's happening now. Unfortunately, it just seemed like it was suddenly the wave in terms of its approval was all of a sudden, you know, one day you couldn't, the next day you could. And that's why when Mark was on the show months ago, he referred to it as the wild, wild west. I mean, this thing is 15, 16 months old in terms of its... Um, its availability at the high school and, and, and college level like that. Um, so everybody's scrambling to try to get a piece of it, but you know, they've um, unfortunately some of them have taken really quick steps uh, without really f understanding the impact of some of the decisions and choices. How much, how much are the colleges itself diving into navigating athletes through the NIL? Um, the, indirectly, some of them are getting involved because you've got boosters that are uh, and other fundraising types of uh, areas that are trying to put together the collectives to help the kids outside of the university, if you will, in some respects. Um, but yeah, the university's involved. Again, when you're dealing with the Power Five kids, they right. probably have most of the support that they need. It's a an integral part at this point of the recruiting process for those kids. But our focus at the Players NIL is really looking at a lot. Uh, we, we can certainly help in that space, 
But we're looking at the other 98% of the kids that don't and families that don't have that opportunity, that support system, et cetera, to kind of um, manage and navigate their ways with the schools. And I would tell you that in my experience in working, because I, I work with a lot of different uh, ADs around the country and spoken to, you, you know, 100 or more schools in the last month, you you run the gamut of colleges that, oh, well, you know, we're a Division three program. I don't have any NIL deals, so it doesn't matter to me. And then you've got other schools that are being very proactive. And I think even at the Division three level, they're using it to their advantage to rec recruit the kids not in terms of like, I can put together a deal for you, but they, they're embracing it. They're not discouraging the kids from right. doing it. You and I talked about it the other day, Jeff. It's, you know, it's not you and it's not me to be pounding our chest and say, look at me and look at what I just did. And this is going to be on, you know, the next, my next video, but that's the reality. And there's got to be a way to work with the colleges and, or if the colleges aren't, it's up. I think the parents want to take an active role and, and, and the kids need to in understanding that irrespective of the university. It's like um, it's kind of scary to me. It, it's scary if the universities get too involved in it. You know, it goes back to like the booster giving money to somebody. Uh, what was the um, the running SMU. back from SMU? SMU, man. Uh, was James, Eric was it James Eric Dickerson, right? Eric, Eric Dickerson getting yep. cars, stuff like that. So that also that becomes that turns. The portal right now is is turned. Uh, uh, we know in the baseball world, it's turned into free agency. Yeah. So now you can peel Football, out. Football's doing the same. I mean, it's all it's yeah across the board. Sports. So Tommy White leave NC State to go. Did he go to LSU? I think right. LSU. I think I yeah I think I think his deal was around seven hundred from what I've been seven hundred thousand dollars saying they get in nil money and see that that part's scary. But and it's, the, it but keeps the getting that, more. The part that Alex and, and these guys are because I think the industry is going to need consulting. I, I definitely do, and it's and again, it's it's who gets to the to the top quickest, and who has the, the cleanest um, uh, format for people to follow. And and again, it, it, there there has to be some sort of kind of cookie cutter way. Like this is what we got to do first, right? So when I went through the course, now I sent me the course, yeah. right? You go through it, you know, like okay, what what is, you got? <laughs> well, no, I mean it's because I, I, because they've been so wrong for so long, and right. like the treatment has been so poor. But the NCAA needs. Or, or some version. No, no, either go away or something. There needs to be some kind yeah. of governing body or, yeah. or I don't know. I think it, there has to be a checks and balances with yeah. that kind of thing. It just can't be wide open because who's right. going to oversee these boosters giving, you know, right. $700,000 to every single buddy. That's my every point. Single I, I think you're right. I think if, if that doesn't happen, then you're going to see a separation from sport from the school. I think you're going to see a third party take over. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of different yeah, things. Yeah, but that's what, I mean, point. but – so there's got a. It, it sounded like when we talked to Mark Mark, Mark uh, seven or eight months ago that the NCAA was kind of just standing back with their hands up and being yeah. like, "Hey, let's kind of see how this plays out." But at some point, there's got to be some consistent direction or some. There has to be some regulation. Yeah, there's got to be some benchmark or some guideline right. for, for people. Yeah. To follow. yeah, nobody's nobody's stepping in to do that, and I guess that's that's our point is that until that gets done, it's going to continue to be that you know, free for all. And what we're trying to do is put people in a position, the athletes and their families in a position to understand as much as they can about the best way to go about it, given the fact that what's true today not may not be true uh, tomorrow. So it's as much about getting educated enough to move forward, 
but also being intelligent enough to know what questions to ask. So what is, so Alex, I know that you, you've met with a, a group of ADs, you're getting together with high, with high, high school coaches, you know, what avenues, what, what other avenues do you need in terms to educate, um, you know, what, what seems to be the, the right road or the, the first road to go down to, to educate people? Is it educating the administrators or is it educating the players and the, uh, and the parents? So, you know, that's a, that's a great question. It's kind of funny because I've had mixed results, but for the most part, um, I won't mention the states or the ADs that I've spoken to, but, you, you know, a lot of the attitude at the high school level is my hair's already on fire. I got enough to do. I don't need to help these kids. You know, I don't want to get involved with understanding what they need to. That's that's a separate issue. And, um, you know, to think that it's not going to have an impact on high school athletics is, I, I think, naive. Um, who's the kid? Uh Ewers, E-W-E-R-S, I forget how they pronounce it. The kid from Texas, he's mm-hmm. going to high school there. He, uh, they don't, Texas, by the way, is, doesn't permit NIL. So the kid turns around and uh, he gives up his senior year at a powerhouse high school football program so that he can sign with Ohio State and he can sign a, a $1.4 million NIL deal. Right now, subsequently, it didn't work out and that kind of thing. But my point is, you know, some of these athletic directors are sticking their heads in the sand and to think that it's not going to impact them or their programs or even change. I mean, Jeff, even when when you and I were in high school, there were kids that moved around, lived with one parent versus another because the school had a better Mm -hmm. program, whatever it might have been, or they go to a private high school versus a public high school. So my point is, is that the best way to get to that for us, we started through the ADs. Now what we're doing is realizing we really got to get to the athletes themselves, meaning their families, um, and encouraging uh, some of the parents to get engaged. And so we're starting to have really good success with that. Um, And when I say we're having good success with it, I mean, parents are doing they're recognizing the value and opportunity for their kids, not just financially, but there's a lot of other great things associated with, you know, getting educated in this space. Because as I talked about before, we're a life skills company as well. And everything they're learning here, they're going to be able to use in the future and leverage in the future, whether it's corporate America or if they're going to be an entrepreneur. Anything else? I, it's, it's, just, it's just scary because it's so wide open. It is, it's it so is. wide open. Get in contact with these guys. So, um, Alex, well, best way. Shea, Jeff, let me ask you, Shea, sorry. Um, yeah, that's what I go by. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't call well, me there, Jeff. There are, there are worse names, but we'll leave those for another day. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so what are you guys seeing, hearing, experiencing? Are, you, are your kids or your families, you know, of the kids coming to you? Or is it something that no, is out of that's mind? Good. I mean, you know, we, we function – John, Andrew, myself, our organization, we function at a different level because our, our, our field or our, our, lack of a better term, industry, there's only 11.7 scholarships that has to get spread out, right? So we're not, no, no, nobody gets a full ride playing baseball. Right. And not every family is in a position that they can handle paying for an entire college education or even half the entire education. So let's take, for example, if we have a kid that's um, a high academic, right? extremely gifted student, good baseball player, would love to play in the Ivy League, 
and it's seventy thousand dollars a year, and they're going to give him twenty five percent. So he's coming out of school in debt. There's no way to assist that. You know what I mean? The family doesn't have the resources to do it. We see that a lot, right? So even when we're discussing, yeah, I want to go to I want to go to this school because that's you know it's a power five school, and I can do X, Y, and Z. Vanderbilt. Let's take example of a Vanderbilt, right? A Vanderbilt's not a cheap school, right? You got to go. You know, you got to pay out there, but that's one of the best baseball programs in the country. Well, you can't go there because you can't afford to go there. And there's no options to generate any other revenue out there. So we're always kind of, I mean, we're very conscious as far as CBC goes. And that's why we have You Deserve a Chance Foundation is to make sure that we're trying, we, you know, we take into consideration probably more of the families that don't have the resources and the families that do have the resources. The families that do have the resources, you know, they'll survive. So these are, we're seeing, so when we see the NIL, and we can help educate. And Alex, we are going to put something together here to get our families in to listen to you, to bring you down, and probably get more people in the area that we have good relationships with in terms of organizations, so they can be more educated in the stresses of money. And you know, listen, you 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 know, until my mother remarried, you know, you and I didn't have much. You were driving. What was that? A gremlin? What was that piece of crap you drove? <laughs> <laughs> we used to eat all this all those pizzas and drink all this iced tea. All the time. <laughs> but so, you know, it, it, it's a big piece of, of where we are now as far as as far as former players, uh, founders of organizations that, you know, how do we assist these families in in, in the financial part of it? So yeah. that's where we're at. That's you see. Okay. That, I mean, it's it's, a, it's it's a way for some of these kids to actually do something for themselves as opposed mm-hmm. to having to sit back and wait yeah. for a handout from somebody. Yeah, they, 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 they get to be here. Go ahead. I think in five years you're gonna it's gonna be totally different than what it is now. I think it's just yeah. gonna be a monster, and NCAA isn't gonna know what to do because you're just seeing more and more nil nil deals. I mean, you see Bronny James seven million, Archie Archie Manning he's like over five million. Yeah. I mean, there's some serious serious it's, it's money. A big free agency. Go ahead, Alex. Well, Sorry. Yeah, no, I was just gonna I, I was gonna gonna hit on what Andrew was kind of saying is that you know, but again, it's not just the large you know, big, big schools that it's going to affect. It is going to affect those, the, the, the smaller schools. But I'll go back to what you guys were saying earlier. So think about this. This is one of the implications. You've got a kid, you said it, the kid gets a 25% scholarship. In other instances, the other 75% is made up in financial aid, right? Let's say, let's say they're fortunate enough, whatever you want to call it, fortunate or not. But somehow the kid looks at it like I've got a, I've got a full scholarship. I'm not paying. And in theory, maybe I won't come out of, of college with, with debt, but the kid goes on to promote him or herself. They make money and they make $12,000 last year. They make $6,000 last year. They don't realize that that impacts their financial eligibility. So suddenly they find themselves making money, but now they just compromise the financial aid that they were getting to go to that school. So there are things like that that people and parents aren't thinking about. They're just moving ahead. Hey, my kid can make uh, my kid can make money. So it's a it's, so that, it's that, that's a huge point because these kids are going to step into traps that they don't even realize they're stepping mm-hmm. into. Exactly, right? they're out there. So if they don't have any type of, so you guys are on the forefront of of, of gathering the information and turning it into an educational process. Right. So so Jeff, I mean, everything we have exists today. And again, it's not just necessarily rules and regulations and guidelines. It's uh, it's also about ideation. It's also meaning it's about helping the kids and parents understand about what those opportunities are and how to 
properly go after those opportunities, you know, uh, with with a little bit of a vision and understanding about what they want to uh, want to accomplish. So um, the last thing I, I was going to ask you is, so is there anything else? And we don't have to talk about it now, but, you know, let's make sure we talk about the best way that you think we can help you and your families, as you mentioned, down there to get a better understanding and put their arms around it. But all of our all of our courseware exists, um, and we do we go far beyond just the fixed education and and so forth. We can there, there are a lot of other things we can do around you know NFTs and and um, you know uh, apparel and podcast coaching and video coaching, mm -hmm. etc. But um, those are for later on down the road. All right. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to uh, we'll have to rally this back and 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 set up another date to see where we are and everything else like that. Yeah. But we, you know, we Alex and we'll get on the phone and uh, you know, as an organization through the winter, it's a perfect time for everything for us to start to bring people together. We do have the facility to do that and host something um, that you know you can come in and, and and educate a lot of people on, and you know, we'll keep sharing information. You know, what I see on my end and keep pumping everything our way so we can. Uh, so we can speak with some type of. Um, we got to evolve along with it. Yeah, we got. We. I mean, it's it's like the social media we were talking about the other day. As frustrating as that is for me and everybody trying to, you know, be a social media star, you know, and you're trying to coach these kids and they're more concerned about what people think or feel about them. We're not going to change it. So we just got to feel how how do we um, how do we adapt with how do we go with it and how do we uh, how do we make sure that it's beneficial to them that they're not, you know. Right. Yeah, again, it's like anything else that you can't go, you, you want to help them. If, if it's going to happen, you want them to do it responsibly. Right. Exactly. And you want them to do it with some understanding about the pros and cons and consequences. Yeah, it's interesting because my, you know, because Zach is out. He's in college. Second year. Dylan is <laughs> going to go to college in a year um, as an as a student athlete. John has younger boys that are coming through it be interesting to see how different it is between Dylan and Grady now. I'm going to be a billionaire. <laughs> John's trying to figure out how to monetize himself. Like, hey, you got any, like, broadcaster or old retired people in the hell? So, but, all right. So, Alex, thank you, man. Um, theplayersnil.com. Theplayersnil.com. Is that the best way to reach out to you guys? Or is yes. there another? No, hey, that's um, the web Everything or, or, you know, if they want to reach out to me directly, I'm Alex F at the players NIL.com, but the website they can get to everyone and anything they need. Okay, good. And then, uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll connect here real soon and then we'll start to put something together and, 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 and get you down here to, uh, you know, at least spend a couple of days and um, see what we've done in terms of our nonprofit. Um, you know, it's, pretty special and um and then but also to uh to help assist our families because that's what we're trying to do all the time is you know do what's right by them um so thank you tell liz we said hello okay and uh and i'll we'll be on the phone here real soon appreciate the opportunity to speak with you guys and good luck with all your uh, upcoming events i know you got a great deal on your plate no pun intended so uh good yeah. luck with all that great thanks Alex. thanks a lot Alex. Alex. All right, guys care. john all right, so um, that's a lot of stuff, man. That's yeah. a lot. There's a lot to it. Yeah, there's a lot to it. I mean, because it's evolving, right? It's well, not like sport, it's a, sports agency is just going to be just see, loving that's, this. That's the other piece of thing about, like you know, so the consultants and stuff like that now, but in a way, they become an agent to that, that to if, that, to that stream of of revenue. 
if, yeah, if, I mean, once they're directing players into certain things or, right. or certain products into certain players, I mean, yeah. you're essentially acting as an agent. Yeah, that's what I would do. So, if I'm them, I'm setting up a whole agency board underneath me. Well, that's what I would do. Oh, them. I'm sure they're thinking about the whole thing. So, you know, what I like about it, I mean, everybody, you know, it's it's like it's like being an agent, right? Everybody wants to be an agent. They're going to put a suit and tie on. They're going to go on and think that they can go negotiate a contract, right? These guys got 30 years experience in yeah. corporate America. Yeah. And they're former athletes. They're yeah. college athletes and stuff like that. So, <laughs> you know, that's the that's the cream coming to the top. You know, if you go back, and I'll, sh- I'll share this stuff with, the you know, the pillars and things like that with you guys that you can – uh, look at, but it's it, it's pretty intriguing, and it's kind of like it's somewhat vague right now. But you can see where the details will have to fall, you mm-hmm. know, to make sure that this thing is uh, is going to be good. And I think uh, the I NC- mean, so many people are so used to operating uh, under the previous system where it was just like everything was off limits that it's 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 like you know it's like oh I'm free I'm free I can do right. anything I want but there are repercussions for all this sure and again we're putting that on 16 17 18 19 20 year olds and right. it's like oh boy you know that's a that's quite a that's quite a, a recipe right there I I'm, the NCAA always scares me in scenarios like this I mean I just don't I, I don't know what they're you know, well, they got, they're going mean, to look at multiple but on different the other sports. Side of it, you, there's going to be some dirt bags out there. Oh, that that's going to be yeah. That are going to be you know catering to athletes that are one and done kind of guys and yeah. things like that. And they're going to be, you know, they're going to be too vague with things. And then it's like, you know, is there any integrity to the, 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 the athletics anymore at the college level? And, you know, somebody has got to step in and, and, and so does it, you this. know, I mean, you know, we know this from pro ball, right? The guy that, you know, would, you know, you were a high, a high draft pick. I wasn't, but so everybody that was higher than me basically got more money than me. was always going to get that extra opportunity. Right. So now you're taking high school athletes and you're bringing them into the uh, into a college fold, but you've given this guy, and it's not coming from university money. So I don't know how that's going to work, but you know you're giving this guy a big chunk of change. Does he get the opportunities over a guy that comes out of nowhere, doesn't get any NIL money, and he is a better player? Again, I think I think to some extent the teams individually or the universities individually, the athletes at the universities. Are going to have to unionize to an extent, yeah. You know, and bring in. You mentioned Jersey Mike. Say Jersey Mike's comes in and they give. A, there's a certain amount of money that goes to everybody, right? And yeah. it's like everybody gets a thousand dollars. Five years from now, man, it's going to look totally different. It's kind so of scary. What, I in mean, a sense. It, it is. It is scary in a sense because these guys are right on the beginning of everything, right? So you don't know, you know, the direction that they necessarily could go in as a company. But again, you better find somebody along these lines. And I'm not saying that just because they're, they're my friends, but if you go back and you look at their backgrounds, their bios, these guys have been very successful at what they've done before. Um, and so, you know, you always follow success, right? I mean, we watch you watch Greg Maddox. You talk about Greg Maddox, okay? You didn't go talk about the the other schlep that was, you know, sitting at the other end of the locker room. You went and followed. I was. Uh, what, you were the other guy. I was, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was sitting next to you then, and I didn't know it. Um, but, you know, you, you, you want to go follow people that have had successes in their lives and say, okay, you know, and emulate it to a, to a degree. Like, what did they do? You know, so pa- families, I mean, I, I can say the playersnil.com, the playersnil.com. Get out there and check it out. Um, dive into it. You know, reach out to Alex because I know he's accessible, um, you know, all the time. Um, got questions? Send him in, send him in to him, answer, call him, do whatever, or email him. I know his email address is on there. So, all right, that's that's that. I want to go back to um, the gala and the ticket sales. I, I, I say this, you know, we've put it out on on our social media platforms. Um, 
listen, if you can't get there, everybody understands there's always different things, different reasons, whatever. Great. We want everybody there. Drop your sword. Um, you know, come to the gala, whether you're a different organization, you're not, you know, it's, it, we've never, you know, we've never said no to other people that have been involved, you know, that wanted to show up and, and, and be there. Um, so be there, but if you can't and you have the resources to help, you can go buy a, you know, make a donation for the cost of a seat. And then we can give it to somebody that would like to be able to be there, but maybe this year can't afford to be there. Um, be you know, and 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 be supportive of that because we do all this. We have no sponsors. We've done this all on our own. We fund the whole thing, and then we try to recoup everything and make some extra money, um, you know, for the kids in the program. You know, another thing that we're we're, we're proud of is we, not in all the years we've been doing this, not a single dime has gone to anybody in this organization. It is all funneled right back into the kids of the programs. Every single bit of it. If you're an athlete out there that is looking for assistance in terms of a place to play that, you know, but you know, we have that, we have that Avenue. Yeah. If you can make the team, you can make the team and and you can't afford to be here or whatever you can't afford. Now, you know, don't pull up in a Benz, you know, with brand new wheels on, which we've had done before, (laughs) Um, you know, you know, and we don't, we don't, we don't deep dive into your, into your life to find out if you're BSing or not. We basically go on the honor system and it's, we make it to the point where, okay, what's comfortable? You know, that's always the first question that we ask. Like, well, what? Yeah. We start with baseball. You know, our, yeah. the, the teams that we use, you know, the, the players that have got right. the, the, the scholarships inside our system. It's like, you know, we do our tryout. If right. you made the team and you want to be here, we're going right. to find a way for you to be here. So, and, that's and, so, where the, and that's where the, 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 the UDACF has, has bridged the gap for us, you yeah. know, being able to do that. You know, all the kids that deserve to be here and want to be here, we can, we can make sure we find a way. And this, and this isn't just baseball. You know, this is, I mean, that just gets them in a good system around good people that want to kind of, you know, do the right thing. You know, I, I hear all the time people say, well, man, I spent all this money for all these years and he didn't go play in college or he didn't do this. And I'm like, well, what else would have you spent the money on to put it? You know, you want him to run around the streets, whatever you want him in a structured environment or you want him in, in a sport that, you know, has, um, you know, has amazing life lessons in terms of, you know, the ups and downs and the failures and the preparation and, and the strategies learn of how games. To be competitive, and, learn how to be, you know, that. self-motivate. I mean, you learn, there's a lot of, there's a lot of really good lessons that you can learn from. And so, and in sports in general. Sports, exactly. Sports in general, but I don't care about any other sport. Just ours. Golf. He cares about football. The Jets are doing okay. Oh, yeah. The Jets are doing fine now, but I, <laughs> you know, I care about football because my son's playing and it's, you know, it's, uh, I don't, I, that's scary. That's a whole, I don't even want to um, So we got, you know, the, the gala's coming up. It's November 4th. So please, you know, I mean, I've never had to, and I'm sure Johnny been the same way. And, and Andrew, I mean, never had to ask anything personally for me. Like I need this. I need your help. I need your help. But I have no problems asking for helping those that sometimes they don't, they're, they're embarrassed to voice their, you know, their needs or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. We know what they are and it's, and it's, it's always kept quiet. We never, had, in all the years we've been doing this, ever said this person's a UDACF recipient. Now, other people have stepped up and said, let me go ahead and speak on behalf of UDACF because we've done certain things for them. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, you know, that's on them. But we never go and say, hey, let's get you, you know, on camera, you know, and say, hey, how great UDACF is. It's not that. It's, uh, you know, it's a quiet organization. It's a small organization. Um, we've done half, over half a million dollars this year. We've we've gotten over half a million dollars. It's cumulative over the years. We've over the years the of scholarships and something. That's only at UDACF. Before that, I would I would say close to another half a million dollars when we were just CBC. And we got to the point where it's like, 
I'm not going to tell this kid to go away because he can't afford to play it. You know, we, mm-hmm. we can, we can, we can take the hit at the bottom line, but, uh, all right, that's it. I'm off, I'm off the soapbox there. It's one o'clock. Andrew's got to go. Sue, Larry, congratulations. Um, have a great weekend. Um, we'll see Larry at the gala, I guess. I hope. Right. I um, so. Last year, I kind of told Larry he was under the microscope, and we were, you know, because we were so <laughs> protective of Sue that. Uh, but Larry's turned out to be a wonderful man, and uh, um, and he adores her, and we're happy for them, and. Uh, the gala is a big night. Tryouts are coming up. CBCBaseball.net. If you want information on the tryouts, CBCBaseball.net. Um, register. Tryouts are free. We don't run, you know, we don't make money on our tryouts. We don't do that. And that's it. So uh, we appreciate Alex. John, thanks. Andrew, peace out.